0: Tonight is our last party as high school people. You know when you hear girls saying like, oh, I was so gone last night, I shouldn't have slept with that guy. We could be that
1: mistake. Engage. Rebecca? Hey, oh, sick I love you. I love
2: you. Why don't we say that every day? Why can't we say it more often? I just want to go to the rooftops and scream, I love my best friend, Evan.
0: Boop. Hey, go, 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 go. You're like the coolest person that's ever talked to me, and I blew it. Come
2: on, you didn't blow it. I think maybe you... Got- what the... Hey, go! Roy, 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 Roy.
3: Roy.
0: That is bona fide badass. This gives me an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it.
3: Welcome to Recap and Gown, a podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish. The class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave?
0: Not much, man. I saw a movie in a movie theater and it was what weird. You know what, what do you think I saw this past weekend? The movie. The one that's going to bring the American box office back, F9. Oh, of course you saw F9. I forgot that one. Of course I did. Of course I did. The last two hours and and 25 minutes, man. Two hours and 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah.
3: The last one that I saw was the first one. It was 90 minutes and it was all about stealing combination TV, DVD, VCR players and Honda Civics.
0: These no, it's crazy. before they had a it's, it's before they had 160 million dollars to just uh, yeah, just yeah, keep adding yeah. stuff and that's yeah. what they did.
3: Well, hope yeah. you enjoyed that and uh, you know, we'll I'll, we'll talk about it when Fast 48 comes out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, also joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas two-step, the one and only Big Sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan?
2: Hey guys. Um had some tacos earlier. Mhm. Here in Kansas City. And there is good Mexican food here, so I'm just going to put that out there. But the tacos that I had tonight were not good.
3: Oh, no. Do you want to shit all over them and really, you know, put them on blast?
2: I do not. I will not do that. But <laughs> it was definitely a situation where I ordered the tacos. They came out almost immediately, and the oh. corn that was, like, cold still. That was supposed um, to be on them. That's a problem.
3: You know, tacos don't take a long time to cook. But like, if you're gonna do it, like, do it. Don't don't give me some pre-made, toss in the microwave. Don't
1: reheat
3: it. Right. Don't. There's no Ah, what fuck? Gordon Ramsay would be outraged. Uh rounding out the two-step, this podcast chief law enforcement and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana?
1: Not much. I also went and saw F9 oh, on <laughs> Friday. Um, so about the familiar
0: all the different ways we can set family and set family.
1: Except that I never talk about my long-lost brother, John Cena. Um, anyway, it'll probably... Be, I don't know. I was... Uh, it might be the last one i see seen in the theater because there was like a whole bunch of like... oh. Wait, brothers. did you see all
2: the other ones in the theater?
1: Uh, I skipped some for a while. So I saw one and two. I have the ticket subs to prove it. Mm-hmm. And then I took a break and then I think I saw... I've seen 8, 9, and Hobbs and Shaw in the theaters.
2: Wait, hmm. you took a break during the Paul Walker era? What were you thinking? Yeah,
1: I didn't, I don't know. Maybe I got Tokyo me college and I felt, yeah, like, but they went downhill and then they came back and I, you know what, I, my main thing was, I missed the rock.
2: Okay. Well, he's, yeah, he's
3: everywhere, so turn on the TV, you're going to see him oh i don't like <laughs> his
1: tv show but i miss him in the fast and Furious <laughs>
3: I've, <laughs> I've not watched his show uh I, I i have watched a ton of 80s and 90s wrestling so like it's kind of made to hit me in the nostalgia points but like nah that's a, that's a pass from me pal
1: everything else about it is great the fact that the rock is in every episode is questionable but that's all i'll well, say this is it's not a show a, about him no no no, but like he's in it like and then it flashbacks into different periods of his life mm-hmm. and other people play him it's called young rock so there are three different young rocks yeah but the current rock the not young rock is in every episode as well and the contrivance to make that possible i mm-hmm. do not enjoy but again this is not a the rock podcast so let's <laughs> We can Not start yet. that one. We can talk
3: about that. And see, I thought you were going like, you know, I like Seinfeld, except for the fact that Seinfeld's always in it. No, <laughs> well, no, he's no, got to no. be in the show. No, no, Oh, no. brother. Okay, guys. Um, this week, we we're talking about Superbad from 2007. It's available for free on Netflix, so just watch on Netflix. Like, I don't, I know it's other places. Fuck it. Watch it on Netflix. It's free there. Um, Synopsis via Rotten Tomatoes. High school seniors Seth and Evan have high hopes for a graduation party. The codependent teens plan to score booze and babes so they can become part of the in crowd, but separation anxiety and two board police officers complicate the pair's self-proclaimed mission. Fucking inaccurate. They're not going to be part of the in crowd if they hook up with these girls. That's not what they're after at all. Evan appears to be for some reason in love with Becca. Seth, once hooked up with Jules, so he's not bad at sex. When he gets to college, <laughs> there's no mention of them like getting popular from this.
2: Uh, I, I, yeah, I like think it's a tangential.: like,
1: Yeah, like it might be a bridge too far
2: to actually describe what happens in this film. Like I think it might be like, I, 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 I think know. it's like two guys want to get two girls drunk so they can get laid. And... We'll talk about that. <laughs> 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 We're going to get into that. Okay. Also, McLovin's I'll, I'll in this.
3: hmm um, Sure is. Big sis, if you could, give us a rundown of who's in this movie.
2: I mean who isn't. Um, Star studded.
3: Truly star-studded. Yeah.
2: I think this is the movie where I started getting Jonah Hill and Seth Rogan confused because, because Jonah Hill plays Seth.
3: Yes. Um Well, it's written by Seth, Seth and Evan Rogen. and Seth and Evan are in the movie.
2: Correct. Mm-hmm. And then Seth Rogan plays the officer. Anyway,
3: yeah, I get that,
2: and they look just
3: alike, so I get the confusion.
2: They do look alike, and they do not look alike.
3: alike.
2: (laughs) They so so like young Seth Rogen looks like Jonah Hill.
3: Brother, I'm gonna put them side by side on the Facebook group and let you guys make fun of Megan because I don't see. You have
2: to pick a young Seth Rogen. No, he's always been young.
3: This was young Seth Rogen.
1: Curly-haired, curly hair. yeah. chubby white men look alike to Megan what I'm yeah.
2: hearing. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> both,
3: they're both pretty doughy in the face. Okay. You.
2: Anyway, let's get through the rest of the cast. Um, Michael Sarah plays Evan. Christopher mintz Ploss. I
0: think
3: so.
2: Uh, yep, yeah, okay. Plays Fogel. Bill, Bill Hader is in here. Um, mm-hmm. Plays Officer Slater.
0: So
3: good. So good.
2: So good. So good. Um, Martha McIsaac plays Becca. Emma Stone. This was like a wild time for her. She was like in like every single movie this time frame.
3: This was the first one, I think. This seems. Oh, like, was it? I think so. Yes.
2: This is Emma before Stone. Easy A.
3: So this was like oh. this was like beginning little tiny baby, you know, Emma Stone. She
2: kind of looks the same as Easy A, though.
3: She does. She's a, I think yeah. a little bit thinner in Easy A, perhaps because she might have been self-conscious about having to wear lingerie for the whole movie.
2: Mm. I know what she. You said.
3: I, yes. I I think she looks better in this, but that's just that's my guessing. I don't know.
2: I'm gonna yeah. put that on her. I'm sorry. Um so she plays Jules. Uh Dave Franco plays Greg.
3: <laughs> Dave Franco's uh, in like one shot of this movie.
2: <laughs> I don't know why he's in the top list here. Um Joe Truglio plays Francis.
3: Uh, back again.
2: Um Aviva Bauman plays Nicola. Nicola? Mm-hmm. Nicola. Yep.
3: Yeah, cool, like Tesla. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Martin Starr plays James, and Kevin Corgan plays Mark.
3: Yeah. I'm not sure those two guys are, but yeah, they're they're deaf. Oh, I know who Mark is. I don't know who mm-hmm. James is. I'm just scanning
2: because yeah. I feel like, uh David Crumholtz is in here.
3: He is mm. in this, and mm. the other guy, um, Freaks and Geeks is in that same scene. Uh, That's yeah. Martin
2: Starr.
0: Are. is that martin star is if that you, okay so you play james do. okay there you go
3: if you yeah. look yeah. around
0: that 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 party it's just all people from undeclared and freaks <laughs> and geeks yeah. just hang just hanging out with each other yeah just his homies yeah. here to hang out for the day
3: yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Danny, danny mcbride's in the stacy edwards danny um, mcbride's in this yeah yeah this in the
1: background of that big party scene oh is he
3: just in the okay wow yeah, yeah. wow stacy
2: edwards and then mark rogan Must
3: there's be a mark the
2: brother rogan? It's his dad. It's Seth's dad. dad.
3: Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the guy who plays uh, Plop in the like last season of The Office, or last two seasons when it gets bad, he's at that party too. Hmm. I don't know
1: who Plop yeah. is. He's, I know Clark Drake's in it, or T- Clark Duke, who I love. I think it's Who's the same guy.
3: Plop is like, oh, okay. he's, he's, he's supposed to be like, they, you look at him and you think he's going to be um, the new Dwight, but he very much uh. is like, no, that dude's lame as shit. Like, I'm not, I'm not him. <laughs> But they, they no, try okay. to, to set up a new Dwight and Jim, and uh, neither one of them are really that good at being Dwight and Jim. Gotcha. Um, oh. Let's go around here and give some memories of this from the first time that we saw it. If it was for the pod, Dana, we will start with you.
1: Um, I, like Vivid, really remember seeing this in the Maniac movie theater, which is like a neighborhood in Philly um with my boyfriend at the time and i ran into one of my like college friends younger brothers who was there with like his roommates who all lived in mania because that's where like bros
2: move after college bro neighborhood yeah, Dave and
3: I lived so, in one of those two after college. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's there aren't many like movie theaters for popular a different type of bro neighborhood.
3: Different type of That's bro. You we were in a broy. Well, no, I, that was Bobby, uh, Bobby, Tony, and Dave lived in Boystown. I moved in with them after that uh, in Lakeview, which is a very broy area. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but there aren't many places to see like popular films in Philly without fear of getting shot. So we oh, like go no. out to Maniunk. I'm serious. Someone got shot during a, a screening of um Benjamin Button, the curious case of <laughs> Benjamin Button. They were I can, talking. S-
0: I can see they- getting a little worked up. Yeah. I'd be like, you he's getting he's from- getting so
1: small. You shot uh-huh. someone from
0: talking during Benjamin uh-huh. Button.
1: Oh my Yeah. God. At the Riverview Theater on Columbus Avenue or Delaware Avenue, Philly, you never went. Like the first three weekends a movie was out because you didn't know what kind of shenanigans we're going to... I
3: might need to find mm-hmm. that article and link to it. That's <laughs> insane. Oh my god. Benjamin Button. Yeah.
2: Crazy Jesus, theater.
3: All right. Yeah. Well, Big Sis, what memories do you have of this one from back in the day?
2: I mean, again, it's one of those movies that was like sort of always on. Mm-hmm. And so I question whether I actually saw the whole thing ever.
3: Oh. This could have been your first time, like sitting down and watching it and start to finish.
2: You could say that if I had done that.
3: <laughs> have you not finished the movie? Do you not know what happens at the end? Oh no! All right.
2: I mean, still only seen parts of this film. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it going. I mean, it's been so long where I've just only seen parts. So why? I want
3: to give you credit because you you're moving, but you have moved and there's artwork behind you and a big decorative clock. <laughs> like you've moved in at this point.
2: I have a whole. Situation. Yeah, you've got
3: to look at your house. Yeah, you have no excuses anymore. Shame. I'm going to ring the shame oh. bell.
2: Shame. 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 First of all, I did all of this this weekend.
3: So, oh, I mean, that's why. <laughs> all right. I'm still going to get the shame bell sound effect and pop it right in there. Uh, Dave, <laughs> uh, what
0: memories do you have of this one? Let's see. August 2007. Mm-hmm. I just moved into my apartment in DeKalb. Um, about to start my junior year, and we went to that uh, that theater off of uh, what's this, I was I, I forget the name of that, that that main strip over. If by it's the, not
3: Annie Glidden or Peace, I don't know what the fuck street it is in Decal.
0: There was some other road out there. Where, two roads where, where, I know where, where like the Coles was and the Walmart is and the Jewel <laughs> and so on and so forth. We went over there and we watched it. I don't remember who with. I I, I, I was racking my 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 brain. I, I can remember the day. We got pretty fucked up afterwards. Thought it was oh, yeah. really funny. And uh, yeah, that's, don't, don't remember who I saw it with.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this, it's weird for me that I don't have a clear memory of the first time that I saw this movie. Uh, in my mind, it came out a lot earlier than the summer of 07. Um, there was an apartment I lived in in Iowa City. Uh, this would have been 2005, 2006. Uh, and I swore I watched it there a lot. So, like, obviously my mind is all jumbled up in a mess. Um, but I know for sure I watched it one time with my brother, um, Christmas of 07. And we both got real, real drunk uh, to a super bad drinking game, which I feel like was similar to Dave and I watching Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. We, we <laughs> saw the list we were like, that's that's not going to get us that drunk. And then we started playing like, oh, we're 15 minutes in and we are already heard beer. <laughs> They just said culottes to <laughs> him, Ryan.
1: He's so drunk already. Yeah, oh man, I just watched Bob and Star. Holy shit. and Star. I didn't know there was a drinking I guess you guys uh, mentioned it, but I forgot. The
3: drinking game that we did had like seven rules, and we're like, oh, this will be fine. And I, I'm pretty sure we, like, refilled before the credits were over. Like, mm-hmm. th- that one got us messed up. Um, mm mm-hmm. So, yeah, I remember like getting really drunk at Christmas time with my brother, but I don't know if that was the first time that I saw it. It kind of feels like it wasn't. But in any event, I watched like a billion times between 07 and 09. Um, I don't think I've watched it since then, but all those times that I watched it do kind of blend together big sis style. It was always on. Like this was on a lot, um, a lot, a lot. So, yeah, I can't pinpoint the first time, which is kind of odd for me. Um dana for you did this make the great as an adult or should they hold it back
1: um it's still very funny um i was reading some articles and i think there are are parts of it that we're going to talk about that like aren't great overall i still thought it was funny i'm still laughing i was like my notes were just like ha, that happens to jonah hill again like it's just so he gets hit by a lot of cars yeah and every time it was hilarious yeah. um So yeah, I think it's still it's still fun, it's still enjoyable. So yeah, it makes the grade. Some of it, obviously, you know, times have changed. We've all grown. Mm-hmm.
2: But other than that, yes. yeah, still enjoyed yeah. it.
3: All right, big sis, what's your verdict?
2: I mean, the writing is just so good for me. Like I, I have to give it like a pretty good grade just because of that. Like we were talking before the pod, like just the one liners and the quotables, mm-hmm. like. The quotable section is going to go on for about like an hour during this podcast. That's going to be
3: forty-five minutes of the episode, guys. Yeah,
2: Um, but I mean, like, it's just—it's such good lines, and they had such good delivery. And for like, I don't know. I think this is like a lot of their like first big film. Is am I right in saying that?
3: I think so. I mean, Michael Cera was in Arrested Development for years before this, but I'm trying to think if he was in like a big movie before this. Is this before Scott Pilgrim? I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah 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 So yeah. i'm trying to think if he was in anything big before this uh i think this was kind of like the breakout role for basically everyone in it
2: yeah it, i know like so bill it's, Hader it's, and
3: seth rogan for that matter
2: yeah it i like i'm just like very impressed i mean story storyline elements aside i'm very impressed with like the writing and the acting and just you know how everything kind of fit together so i'm going to give this an A minus.
3: Yeah. Okay. That's a high, high mark. Uh, Dave.
0: Maybe. Yeah, okay. Whoa. <laughs> Dave,
3: what do you think? Know.
2: <laughs>
0: um I loved it. What can I say? Um I I'm pretty immature when it comes to comedy. So if you say fuck in interesting ways, I, I'll usually get I'll usually laugh. Mm-hmm. Um just a ton of just fun stuff that goes on. Obviously, you, you look back through a new lens and you're like, ugh, ugh but still yeah, yeah. there 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 was enough there where you could uh I, I i i definitely looked at seth and i'm like i've i've said things like that before <laughs> i could definitely <laughs> uh, cuz that's yeah cuz that's that's the way that my mind goes so i was i was totally in loved it
3: okay okay um this super made the grade for me um it was more problematic than i remembered at parts but it was also longer than i thought it was going to be um I, I watched it today and had kind of a, a time crunch with a lot of things that I had to get done. I'm like, Okay, so it's going to be like a tight 90 minutes with credits. I'm like, oh, it's two hours? Ooh, wasn't prepared for that.
1: Because it's a Judd Apatow film. Yeah, That's what he does. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. but like I laughed at a lot of moments, um, even though I knew they were coming. Um, we've talked before that like my favorite formula for a teen movie is the movie that takes place all in like one day and this does that. It's not all at one moment, which is what like can't hardly wait is basically all that the same party and this wasn't that but like i love it when a movie is just like we're gonna show you start to finish on the same day and as many crazy elements we can cram in together we're gonna do so yeah this made for me the made the grade for me um really enjoyed it probably not as much as i did uh in 07 but like not that far off i think like i i I laughed loud enough that my wife basically like had to pound on the door with a broomstick. Like, knock it off in there. <laughs> so like, yeah, I was, I was having a good time with this. Um, before we jump into the recap and the segments, do we have any fun facts on this one?
2: Where do we want to go start?
3: Yeah. I, I mean, um, I, I have two. Uh, I put one of the notes and then one that I, that I forgot to add, but I have it in my notes, but uh, I will hold off on mine until um, somebody else kind of starts that double Dutch and I can jump right in.
2: Okay. Well, mine was the same as it looks like somebody else's uh, about the writing. I, I won't steal it.
1: It's. I just put in, cause I feel like it's like a known thing that Seth Rogen <laughs> and Evan Goldberg who I think they've written a bunch of movies together started writing this as teenagers and then just like kept working on it, kept stealing from like real life things and just like constantly refining the script like they worked on it for almost like a decade so that's why like when you say the writing's good and it Kind of holds up it's because it like, happens
2: when you spend ten years of time on it, yes,
1: yeah,
2: and frankly i I
3: hope our good buddy, Tony Oakes, hears that because we started writing a screenplay. uh, we were in college, and it it was great, and then Tony, oh, I have to go to law school, blah blah, blah and we have never picked it up, so it, it was well, we were see, off to a really great start
1: they kept working on it though they didn't let it like they <laughs>
3: didn't yep, with... yep, yep. We, it's been probably fifteen years, <laughs> but it was off to a great start. So you gotta oh, keep working. Uh I've got I've got two facts I want to toss in here. One is really quick, one is is a more fun story. So um there's a bad religion, the Empire Strikes First poster in the hallway yeah. of the school, and I don't know why. Uh, bad Religion is among my favorite bands. Um, for sure, like top three punk bands of all time for me. The Empire Strikes First is my favorite bad religion album. Um, hmm. I know I, I discovered them later in life than a lot of other people, so I wasn't there for you know, a lot of the earlier albums, but like that album is fucking masterpiece. And to just like see it nonchalantly in the hallways of a school, if there was one Christian student at that high school, there's a protest, the parents demand the to be taken down. Like you can't have a bad religion poster where their logo is literally a cross with the no sign over it
0: in the high school hallway is that on the poster though because that's a very specific album cover where it's like yeah let's just put this cross and you know what let's put a big red just yeah that's half x through that and see what happens
3: i don't know i don't think it's on the cover of the album but the cover of the album is like what looks to be a character from the book of mormon praying from the Mm -hmm. neck down in front of a red and black american flag like that's like also a lot of controversy from that
1: i Mm just looked it up, and it reminded me of um American History X, like that movie mm-hmm. poster?
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Not, not dissimilar. Uh, but yeah, Empire Strikes First. If you guys haven't listened to Bad Religion, start there. God, they're fucking good. And that song, that album and the song, Empire Strikes First, I almost did that one for that mm-hmm. time that I had to do a song in sign language because um, they spelled out E-M-P-I-R-E in the chorus. And I'm like, no. Nah, sure do. Mm-hmm. So I, did, I didn't do that one. I did um, an Oasis song instead uh, called Don't Look Back in Anger that's a good one this and very meaningful for my friend group why um, was
1: that snap brought up during our napoleon dynamite episode I, that you... i talked
3: about i talked about uh somebody else signing their song i don't <gasps> think i brought up what song i saw i signed for that one i don't
1: think i, we've I, I did numerous
3: i've done a, anyway. a number of them but that was that was one that did for my grade was um don't look back in anger which is kind of nice okay. um my second fact here, which I didn't think about until I was done writing my notes, and then it came to me. So there's a moment where you have a flashback to young Seth,
2: um, all his dick <laughs> drawings,
3: um, he says that he keeps his dick drawings in a Ghostbusters lunchbox. I went back and watched this scene again to check out which one it was, because there were two different Ghostbusters cartoons running concurrently. One is called the real Ghostbusters, and the other was just called Ghostbusters. So, Ghostbusters, the cartoon, came out one week before the real Ghostbusters in '86. Huh. Uh, as a reminder, the Ghostbusters movie came out the summer of '84, right? So, like a year and a half later, these. <sighs>
2: cartoons,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <inaudible> <inaudible> so, the fake Ghostbusters was based on a short-lived sitcom from 1975. Um, but they put it out to basically trick people into thinking it was the real like ghostbusters cartoon based on the show like that was the whole the whole thing here um yeah the the there was a whole like back and forth dispute between the production company that put the movie out and then the production company that had the rights to the TV show there is a space between Ghost and Busters in the, mm. in the 1975 one. It's like, oh, it's not the same. They did not realize we're just going to bootleg your shit when your shit comes out of it's a hit anyway. Um, mm. I had a regular Ghostbusters, like a bootleg Ghostbusters VHS as a kid. They fight a banshee. And one of the characters is a talking gorilla, who's also a super genius who invents all their gadgets so what? it's trash y'all like it's garbage it is no, think... it is not even similar it's more like scooby-doo <laughs> than anything else uh, it's yeah. a lot like a scooby-doo I- i'm pretty sure they unmask the banshee at the end of it she's not even a ghost i'm pretty sure wow That's so
1: good. which lunchbox did young seth have
3: he had a real Ghostbusters oh, lunchbox. Okay. his, oh, his, was, his was the real deal um so not yeah, I paused mm-hmm. it to look at it. And I'm like, yeah, you've got the real one with the actual logo with the ghost and the no sign through it. Not unlike Bad Religion. So yeah, yeah, nice nice
0: work, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> other fun facts. Um, so uh, Christopher mintz plasse was only 17 during filming. so He it was, looks it. So, so, so his mom had to be there during his uh, sex scene. Oh, no. As the intimacy coordinator? <laughs> I don't know about the intimacy coordinator, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she just had to be around. I I, I doubt she was, like, staring at him, or, or maybe she was. I have no idea. That that must have
1: been
3: quite odd. I can't imagine saying, oh, my God, it's in in front of my mom. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, my
1: God, it's in. Well, what if like they N weren't, like, really having sex? Of um, course not. <laughs> but, no, that would be super awkward. Just um, to say it out loud. Yeah, another thing about filming the sex scenes, um, Michael Sarah, and whatever her name is, McIsaac, drank before shooting their little uh, hookup. Was she legit drunk?
3: Because I was like, her drunk acting is quality. I don't know if they were
1: legitimately drunk, but they they definitely drank a little before they filmed that.
3: Yeah, we're going to talk about her drunk acting, I think. The drunk acting in general, this movie is... As the Spaniards would say, Calidad. That is some <laughs> quality drunk acting that we're looking at. But um,
0: so for the Ebert review, he really liked it. Thank um, God. God. I'm at him again. Three and a <laughs> half out of four stars, but the headline, McLovin it. Uh, Bert, Bert. <laughs>
3: you know what? I'm not going to blame him because um, the editor picks your headline usually. So that's not, yeah. I'm assuming okay. he didn't
0: write the headline. Astonishingly foul-mouthed, but in a fluent, confident way, reminded him of Animal House, but you know, more mature, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Uh, and uh, this, this is a nice quote, and it's very raunchiness, it finds truth. Because if you know nothing about sex, how can you be tasteful and sophisticated on the subject?
1: Oh.
3: You know, that—that that is not inaccurate. I think mm-hmm. there's something to that. Like they didn't know what they were doing. And so we see that. Uh, I'm gonna eventually pick good boys as a forward time warp and I oh. think like, this is a spiritual cousin to that and again those mm-hmm. kids are so clueless about boning that like whatever they see like yeah I get it like you know what you're talking about <laughs> like these are all foreign terms to you
1: I think that's also like Seth Rogen was involved with good boys so. as well it okay. feels like a yeah. prequel to this it does it does yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. any other fun facts big sis you got any
2: Well, y'all took mine, but there's Uh
0: another one on the list. Oh, It's stupid. I just added that because it's stupid. (laughs) We'll say the stupid thing. If you ever want to see like a scary movie type parody, someone made a, like a, just took all the Apatow movies and made dumb parody of it called uh, The 41-Year-Old Virgin Who Knocked Up Sarah Marshall and Felt Super Bad About It. Oh, Jesus. I feel like
1: this just popped up on something. Well, I was searching for this movie. I think on Netflix. Let me, look, let me try. Do we need
3: parodies right of these movies?
1: Yes.
0: Like a, yeah, or you can just not <laughs> see that. I, I just saw that title. I'm like, that's pretty dumb, <sighs> but worth worth mentioning. Maybe I don't oh. need that in my life.
2: I do have one more. I one fun oh. fact that didn't
3: get mentioned from Beyond the Grave. All right.
2: Uh huh. Um. So Jason Segel is it Siegel or Segal? Siegel. Mm-hmm. Segel. Segel. He read for the part of Evan.
3: I don't, too like, tall. It. Too I don't tall. like it. Too tall. Hey, too tall. too <laughs> tall. Not meek enough. Like no, they, no, yeah, no,
2: I know. Character. Like he actually would have been a better potential like candidate for the other.
3: He could either play Seth or he could oh, play yeah. the Bill Hader role, <laughs> but he's well, not playing a meek like loser sad sack. Exactly.
1: Well, like they had been like working on this film for like seven years. Yeah. Fair. There was a point where like we don't know when he read else was... for it. Yeah, because it was like someone else from Freaks and Geeks also read for it. But by the time they actually finally got it made, like everybody was too old. But yeah, yeah Jason Siegel is like
2: too big to be no yeah, that's
3: that's not Yeah, he could
2: have been like one of the police officers or something. Yeah.
3: You put you put him in the Bill Hader role, that's fine. I don't know that he could be anything else. I, I guess he could be Seth in this movie, but no, but not not that. He's not like unassuming enough. Also the only thing we've seen him in for this movie is uh, Dead Men on Campus, where he's super aggro and terrifying. <laughs> so it's hard for me to envision him as a young person. Well, no, he was in Can't Hardly Wait as the watermelon guy, but he yeah. In that, so, um, but there is that. The,
1: so just follow up on Dave's last one. I should have known that the forty-one-year-old virgin who knocked Sir <laughs> Marshall and felt super bad about it was on Amazon Prime because they um, have every horrible film you've ever thought of
0: does anyone want the rights to this we'll start the bidding at one dollar well zero dollars we'll pay you to take it i will say that i did watch
3: a talking (laughs) cat which i have to say like that because it's talking cat question mark exclamation mark on uh amazon prime (laughs) so
1: yeah looking for some bullshit
3: that's where you can find it
0: It, it, isn't the cat voiced by uh, eric roberts
3: yes yeah there's some crazy, about crazy some like old school actor school.
0: where you're like it's like why
3: yeah it's it's very sad that whole thing all throughout um okay let's let's jump into uh the recap here in some of our segments um i think first and foremost there are some performances here that deserve some special attention before we kind of get into the the aspects of the film um put some respect on young jonah hill's name because god is he fucking fun in this movie
1: so good. A lot of lines,
0: man. A lot of stuff to remember, he's, and he he's carrying so much. Nails it.
1: yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm to yeah. Between Moneyball and this, like, how far apart are we?
3: Um, six, um, six years, maybe. Yeah, uh, five okay. years. Not, not as long as you might think, considering the the growth, and not to mention Wolf of Wall Street. Like, he's, he's the um, same
1: character, Wolf of Wall Street.
3: Uh no. In Wolf of Wall Street, he's much more neurotic. He's got problems. (laughs) Madden. Yeah, he's got problems and those teeth. Um but yeah, like we we talked about him and accepted. Um, but like to me, like this is where we see him in his fully evolved form. Um, I'ma get real nerdy here for any of our nerdy listeners. This is him, uh, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, this is him as perfect cell. Like We've Ooh. seen him evolve and evolve and evolve. And like this is where he is fully himself. Um, or like kid boo, if you'd rather go the Majin Boo mm-hmm. route with oh, that. But nerd. yeah, I'm Many a dork, those. you guys.
1: I said it. Uh, I'll <laughs> check with my dad. He's a huge Dragon Ball Z head, so I'll I'll oh, yeah. him. <laughs> That's awesome. fucking
3: yeah, he there there's like seven people listening who are freaking out right now. <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that's it's, uh,
0: very accurate it, it's as though jonah hill like got contact lenses and there was some some sort of confidence developed in his performance compared to like he played that little part in 40 year old virgin where he's yeah. kind of like that 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 music i just want to buy this boot and pay you money he was, and just walk
3: out with these i want to pay
0: you money he's like that's not how this works and, and then his accepted character a little more confident but still like the big nerd with the glasses and everything yeah and then in this one he's just like fuck shit ass False. pussy saying all sorts of shit his confidence
3: confident. is is on tilt in this movie like even though we know that he's kind of putting on a show of the confidence he's very confident and like outside of that one kid that spits on him nobody really like bullies him around nobody really like <laughs> intimidates him like that like he's he's good yeah. in this movie and you know so much of the performance is like top-notch face acting and like reacting to stuff um yeah, he is yeah without him i don't know who else you could really cast to play this role he is perfectly cast for this movie
2: he is and i think it's some of these teen movies where they like the script is so on point it almost seems forced mm-hmm. when it's coming from the character and he does a good job of making it seem like almost realistic that he's like not you know like reading from a script yeah um i don't know very good acting i thought yeah
3: well there's uh there's a scene in particular a lot of this movie was improv um and i know that because i i own the dvd and the like deleted scenes are basically like three and a half hours by themselves um but they kept the
2: camera running yeah they just kept the camera running and just yeah
3: yeah well, there, the scene, there's a scene where he like runs up on Evan during, I think that's just like gym class. I don't think it's soccer practice. And he's like talking about how his life is going to change if he can have a girlfriend over the summer before he goes to, before he goes to college. And the, the different variations of what it will make him sexually are insane. Like there's, it's just him like doing, I'm gonna be the blank of blank over and over again. And the one that stays with me to the point that I thought it was in the movie. He says, I'm gonna be like the Andre Agassi of Pounding Vajaj, Jesus Christ. But like, there's like 25 takes of that and they're all really, really good. So yeah, good for Jonah Hill. Um, Then also, you know, for me, Bill Hader and Seth Rogen are like the best part of the movie. I forgot what a big role they played in this and like how much they do but I feel like if the movie came out in 2017 we would have already had a spinoff starring these two. Like they're so good and they do so much and they do like a lot of character and world building where we understand (laughs) like what goes on between these two. They would have for sure gotten a spinoff of them like busting an undercover drug ring or human trafficking or something insane like that. This came out a little bit later on.
0: Yeah, if if they're given uh, what's the the Eldest Snow character from Forgetting Sarah Marshall's um oh, you sure. give these guys one. Absolutely. Yeah. they were just you weren't 100% sure how crazy they would get and it just <laughs> kept building and building and building. I mean, I I've been saying road beers be- because of that scene for the longest time because it's so ridiculous that a police Same. officer one is drinking beer on duty and two let's take some with us in the police car while we drive around and do our jobs yes yeah. well there is. yeah
3: well and i i've also been saying hell yeah i want some road beers forever <laughs> yes i want some road I, beers I, I do have to say uh if you're from small town iowa apparently it's a whole thing to just purposely <laughs> drink and drive And not, Mm. like, get drunk and go Mm. driving. I mean, like, drive around in a field while drinking. And they call them road Mm. sodas. (laughs) So I've always found that to be a funny thing.
2: No, there's, like, a name for it in Texas. It's, like, like like an activity. Yeah. We
1: just used to call them road sodas in, like, New Jersey. I remember I once brought, like, beer to a movie. And then I was like, oh, man, I got to go to the bathroom. Because, like, it was (laughs) – I used to, like, never drink anything in the theater. And then I'm, like, drinking (laughs) my beer that I put in in my, like – soda thing and i was just like oh now i gotta get up to the
0: bathroom i did that with my buddy mark thompson we were we we were seeing the movie smoking aces and we snuck in all these beers in in our coats and we just put the empty ones below our feet and then i'm like i gotta pee really bad but i don't want to knock these cans over they'll make so much noise (laughs) and as soon as i stood up one falls over two and all these people look at me i'm like god
2: damn it i don't know if i can
0: come back in here i was so embarrassed
2: oh
3: mark
0: thompson um Oh, I'm to death. So yeah, he's
3: out living in San Diego in the fucking paradise. Um, so, but back to, to Hader and Rogan. Um, I feel like, and we talked about this a second ago. Like, I think this is the first time I really registered how funny Seth Rogan was. Like he was in a uh, 40 year old virgin and he was funny in that, but like, and you know, I had watched freaks and geeks, but like not, you know, it was before DVDs of, like, TV shows were really a thing you could just watch all the time. Mm-hmm. And so to see him in this, I'm like, this motherfucker is legit fucking hilarious. And it's weird to me that we don't see Hayder and Rogan working together more often, considering how much, like, genuine chemistry there is between the two of them. They're very good together.
1: Yeah. But I feel like Knocked Up had come out. I feel like...
3: Was it on already? Yeah, it it might've been on already. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it
1: all it's happened been. like the same year. It was he all had a like, renaissance.
3: Yeah. yeah, it was
1: very fast
2: and furious
3: yeah. if you will. Oh, I won't. The uh, the and then the, the last actor I want to kind of shout out here, because I think this, he's been in some other things, but like, this is, this is the peak for him is Christopher mintz Um McLovin slash Fogle is such an iconic character. Um I, I really did sit down today and try to think about who else could have played this as well as him. I got nothing. I got fucking nobody. Would Justin Long? No. Like I got nobody. Uh, no. To play, like no. This character. He not only a complete like meek, dorky loser, but also like more confidence than anybody else in the movie for no reason. Mm-hmm.
0: They found a real little wiener kid to play yep. a little wiener kid, and he did a great job. Very impressive. He really did. Um, he really did. I think did. That
1: the casting director was like, because I get the, she. I think they like hung up flyers all over like the L.A. area, and she got like a picture that was obviously taken off of with like a camera phone <laughs> on like a phone, a cell phone, like back in the early aughts. And she was like, immediately, it was like, that's this is the kid. Yeah. Like, this is the, like, the annoying, yeah, way too confident, like, this kid's it. And uh Jonah, like, hated him at first, like, absolutely <laughs> hated Christopher Mintz Floss. And they were like, that no, but that's through. perfect. It yeah, they're like, you a, need to hate he, him. He
0: seemed, like, antagonistic at the very <laughs> beginning. He was like, that's a
1: fucking Fogel motherfucker. Yeah. Like, he yeah, hates okay. his
0: guts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: And like, I think like they did like a a screen, like a screen test, and they were like, not that guy. And they were like, oh no, it's going to be that guy. Like, he's like the only one he legitimately hates.
3: He's so good. And like, you know, it'd be very easy to make this character where he is every bit, where he's basically like Urkel, where he's like a nerd no one likes and who like fucks everything up. And is kind of aware that he's not cool and, you know, is just trying to fit in this dude legit thinks he's the coolest man on the planet, which is not the way that this rule is almost ever played. And it's, it's so good. And frankly, it's not just like he does some good face acting as well on this, the scene where he's nervous when the cops are like interviewing him, his face is doing gymnastics, but like, it's the fact that I don't think his voice has fully changed yet, <laughs> even though he's seventeen, and like there's so many like voice cracks and like high voice things that he does in this. It's just, God, he's good. Like, I, it's sad to me that this is kind of what he's going to be typecast as for the rest of his life, including in role models. He plays basically the same character, but like
2: that's it's such a good film.
3: I, I love but it. I have, I love it.
2: I have, I have two points to this conversation. The first one is he's actually semi attractive now. So I don't think he's is totally he? Yeah.
3: I've not seen him anytime recently.
2: Um well I'm just looking at Wikipedia He might be listening. He, he shows up shot.
0: in uh, what's that uh, Carrie Mulligan promising on woman he shows up in that. I've not he's, seen He's that. one yeah. of the guys in that one. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, he looks similar but but he just looks older. Looks like he has a little like he grew into his
2: Face I, I guess I I don't know how to describe. It. He just looks older. Best, yeah. Yeah. Like he he was typecast in that role. Like he couldn't get out of like the role that he made for himself for like 10 years. But I think now he's like able to potentially like move on beyond. Mm-hmm. Um but I will say he did get nominated for an MTV movie award in 2008 for the best breakthrough performance.
3: Deserved it. Deserve yeah. that nomination? Do you know who won that one offhand? Because I'm I I'm do. curious who won that.
2: Jaden Smith
3: in the Pursuit of Happiness. Get the fuck get out! Why are you? saying we're really yeah. saying like a seven year old Jaden Smith was better in Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. It, it I am, a home I am home.
0: outraged. A homeless That's child not. beats McLovin. I I get, but not the MTV award. Yeah, seems like if it's the Oscars. The MC- <laughs> yeah I, well maybe may maybe they're trying to be more serious that year. I have no idea I don't holy get it
3: holy shit
0: that i'm I'm
3: yeah. mad about this. this is not okay with me
0: I'm sorry I'm happy sorry with the that. why happy with a why
3: yeah never happy with a fucking film. why
1: never seen it it's,
3: it's, a good, it's, it's, a no, it's, it's good I cried in the yeah. theater it's a good story it does not yeah. deserve an mt he should have been nominated. don't even so, nominate that for mTV well, movie awards.
2: Well, here's what's kind of crazy about it because I'm trying to think, I'm trying to look at this category. Um, there were a lot of winners from this movie in the MTV Movie Awards that year. That's great. <laughs> it's a great fucking Michael movie. Sarah Michael Cera won. won. Nice. Jonah Hill. Oh, wait, I don't wait, know wait, if they wait, wait.
3: Was one of them nominated for like supporting and one for lead? Because like they, they kind of do the same amount of, of stuff in this movie.
2: Maybe it's just they were all nominated. They should have all been nominated. Michael, Michael Sarah, Jonah Hill, Christopher Mintz, and then Seth Rogen. And mm-hmm. Knocked Up. So.
3: Okay, well, so yeah. knock, okay. Okay. Alright, well, you know, we, we talked about this to kind of lead things off here. Um, this movie, not one where I come back and repeat the lines as often as maybe old school, but like this movie is insanely well written, super quotable. So I think we should tuck into some potent quotables here. What did you say? Uh, Who wants to take the first swing at this super, super, super long list?
1: Uh (laughs) Like, almost everything Jonah Hill says is, Uh like, quotable. I finally just had to, like, stop. But this one just got me, like, it sets the tone. Like, they come in, like, strong. Right off the bat, like helping you figure out what you're about to see, and they're talking about different porn, and Evan complains about he needs a story, he needs x, y and z. <laughs> Jonah's like, uh, I'm sorry the Cohen brothers don't direct porn that I watch.
3: <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, can see
1: it like it's a mental image of the Cohen brothers. They
3: both made strong arguments for what they're into. And we've established yeah. this is not a kink shaming podcast. If, as I huh? said, if you like stuff like weird stuff like pee and piss
0: and poop, pee <laughs> <I was laughs> right. and pee yeah, I was like, fantastic. If you like that, yeah, for 13 a month, you get access to Badge Voyage and yeah, There's the one for fetishes like feet and beepy. I'm like, oh, what Jesus. for latina chinks? <laughs> like,
3: yeah, man. You, you, you do you.
1: Oh, man. Oh, it was just, God. yeah. And then I can keep going. I have, well, maybe I should like look at one. um Well, no, I'd like the three quarters of a blowjob, mm-hmm. Seth says was funny. So nonchalant. Uh, yo- yeah. <laughs> yeah, the
3: three quarters of a blowjob. Yeah.
1: You also don't want to suck dick at fucking pussy. (laughs) Yeah.
3: You don't want to (laughs) suck dick at fucking pussy. What a string of
1: words.
3: (laughs) And and, and again, I think a lot of these, the reason that they land as well as they do is because Michael Sarah has like no reaction to them. He's like, well, yeah, of course not. (laughs) There's no, like, he doesn't try to one up him or like match his level. He's so, he's such the straight man. And Seth is so over the top in everything he says.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, Evan. Thank you for bringing that lube for my <laughs> pussy. I never would have been able to handle your four-inch dick inside of my pussy without that gigantic bottle of lube. Uh. <laughs> the, the
3: hand motion as well, <laughs> Just like, uh. the hands clasped by the chain, and then like hands open for gigantic bottle of lube. <laughs> oh God! Uh. Um, if we're talking about some Seth lines here, there's a couple that that I want to call out. Um, uh. We I, we there's a, there's a group of us in college um, who. Specifically, use Steven Glansberg as like shorthand for a dork, and I forgot where it came from. We say it a lot, and it, there's a scene where it, there's a moment where Seth says, What so does i have to sit here and eat lunch on my own? Like, I'm fucking Steven Glansberg, and they cut over to this guy eating, I think, just like yogurt by
0: at the table. Perfectly content young man, just happy <laughs> to be eating his whatever pudding seems- or yogurt.
3: He seems very fine being, he's a little bit sad in the eyes, but like that, that I forgot this came from that. Um, I talked about the, the alternate version of this, but by the time Cod rolls around with the iron chef of pounding Vaj, and I'm like, again, he, there's so many takes of that. And then um, there's one more, and these are kind of all back to back, but it's in that same scene. She wants to fuck me. She wants my dick in and around her mouth. And I'm just like, there's everything about, like, he is vulgar and gross. But I remember being that age and, like, vulgar and gross was kind of our stock and trade. We were, you know, 16, 17 yeah, year old kids. From,
2: yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I was never,
3: I was never mm-hmm. gross to you. Um, but I was yeah. gross to and about being friends though. of yours. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that, mm. yes very accurate. The, the things I said about I'm not going to say her name in the pod, but I'll put it in the chat.
0: Okay. Um, there was a funny thing that came over the police radio while they were at the bar. I don't know if anybody caught this, but I i, I started laughing so hard. Calling all units. Send backup! There's so much blood! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, we'll, we'll just, nah. We're not going to worry about that. It's okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, just uh, put it on mute right away. Prepare to be fucked by
0: the long dick of the law.
2: Yes, uh, I had that one written down. This was a yeah. this is a good Seth quote. That's really kind of gross, but um, now we're never getting bone because of that used tampon, Fogel.
3: Jesus, they they treat him so bad.
1: So they hit Jonah Hill with the car, which is the second time getting hit by a car, and he's like, oh, "I can't believe this is happening, Anne." And it's <laughs> just just the exact. And both times it true? comes
3: out of nowhere. Like when Joel E. backs into him, yeah. th- there are a number of like surprise moments in that movie. When he gets hit mm-hmm. by the car the first time, when Fole gets punched out of nowhere, when he finally is able to get the beer. I forgot that happened for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that is so sudden and
0: completely out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Yep. Broken the... Awesome. Uh, it's like having two cocks. If one of your cocks could kill someone.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's mm-hmm. fantastic. That's, that's describing a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We shouldn't be oh. cock blocking McLovin. Yes. We should be guiding his cock. Guiding his cock, <laughs> not blocking it.
3: Yeah.
1: He's our friend. McLovin is our friend.
0: And
3: Hater is so mad at that moment. He feels so betrayed. <laughs> it's like outraged.
1: Uh, um, I feel like Dave, did you put the one in about haters' wedding night? Was that yours? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did not, but oh, okay. that was a that good was, one, too. I,
1: put that I, one I in saw there. it, I'm like, oh! He's <laughs> uh, talking about what his... I can't remember how they describe his uh, previous wife, his ex-wife. My, my first was... wife, who
0: was a whore, <laughs> in less than glowing that's terms.
1: Just, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, no, so Found know. her on the street.
3: Yeah, that's what she does. Which Now we would say <laughs> a sex worker, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm but on our wedding night, we had group sex. I wasn't involved, but I could hear it.
3: Yeah, like- and then very, very quietly in that moment, Rogan goes, I was involved. I was <laughs> like it's, involved. it's just very like, it's very <laughs> un- unnoticed. He kind of looks over it. The same way he goes, it was this bar. <laughs> He's like, I met her at a bar. It was this bar. <laughs> yeah, like he, his commentary on that story is so great. And then there's, there's another uh, Seth Rogan line from when we first meet him what he's we're really setting the stage that he's like a super incompetent cop and he's trying to like not this is a thing that as a black person you experience a lot people don't want to say hey was he black and so it's like hey so what what did he look like like one of us and she's not playing along at all and they go through this whole song and dance and I'm like, Was he, African? No, he African? Was he African? so rogue goes, okay, so you have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. I'm just like, You're so uh-huh. mad at this.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, God. Man. oh, It's
3: just, 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 just golden. It is oh, just golden. I'm
1: great. Funny. Just funny. And this is just like a, a non-vulgar Jonah Hill one that just made me chuckle um where he blows a shot with jewels and he's like very upset and he's like won't show her his face and he's like spinning around in a circle and she's like (laughs) are you crying he's like no i have something in both my eyes
3: it's so good it's so (laughs) good like just i mean and the way that he delivers it like he's he's acting in this movie he is acting proud (laughs) of him um,
2: so funny I wonder it, if that was a scene that he was reenacting from <laughs> I
3: mean probably that, <laughs> that, that feels that feels a little bit
0: too close to home <laughs> to yeah. not be a real thing that happened you know how many um, foods are shaped like dicks the best kinds the best kinds are shaped like dicks and again yeah man
3: the, the, the reactions yeah the, the yeah man it's rough <laughs> like the, That's rough. the reaction to these lines is what really sells a lot of these. yeah oh god dicks
0: like a, like a man dick <laughs> just, <laughs> just with no expression yeah. on his face at all have you ever seen a vagina by itself not for me, not for not me. me. just not for me not i was like me. really and and that was the beginning of the movie I'm like so this is what we're setting up here this is yeah. this is you're just saying that right at the beginning opening wow. stand
3: opening scene like yeah. i think as we see them together for the first time because for whatever reason uh Evan really wants a perfect 10 subscription, which is like, yeah, not for me either, pal. Like I, as, as a high school kid, especially like, no, that is not, no one is trying to read perfect 10 in high school. That's not for us. Um, now there were, there there were a couple of elements of this movie that I wanted us to try to figure out here. I don't have a segment where I ask, Um, questions to ruin the movie. That's more Dana's thing, but um, there there are two (laughs) questions that I have that I want to see if we can try to get to the root of. Uh, So the first one here, the whole movie is focused on on Seth and Evan getting booze for the party. When they get there, there is like a ton of booze everywhere. Becca's already hammered. There's actually a shot when um, I don't know if it's Becca, I think Jules, when she calls Seth like her friend is in the background drinking like a bottle of beer. So in my mind, there was no booze at this party until they showed up. And mm. like, I they, they didn't Ooh. come with that much booze. They came with a jug of poisoned beer and like six bottles of booze for a hundred or more people, like the emphasis that they put on them securing the bag as it were and bringing it to the party i think in my mind it's much more to like put us in the mindset of these characters to like ratchet up the pressure that they feel because in yeah. reality like the party was basically can't hardly wait before they got there <laughs> like they, yeah. did, they were not necessary for the party to go
0: off true yeah or, or maybe they were uh maybe they planned ahead and just said there could have been like 10 people doing the exact same thing that uh, sure. Seth and Evan were doing that, that, that night. And maybe there's an even crazier story that happened that we don't know about. We only got it's to see this possible, one. but well, everyone else maybe, got there earlier and were successful and brought booze and everyone was having a good time before. Yeah. Cause the party got there in advance, of course. So like, for sure. Yeah.
3: I'm I think they, they made, made it up. like
2: a bigger deal for themselves. You know what yeah, I mean? Just, like, they're like, Oh my God, this girl mentioned alcohol. Like I'm going to have to like, the whole world is riding on me and i'm gonna have to figure that out
3: and again like at that age i get that at that age especially if you're if you're incredibly sexually inexperienced as these two are like i don't want to steal a line from another seth rogan movie but it's like you're putting the pussy on a pedestal like it's puss a and like at 17 years old like yes the 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 insistence that Evan keeps on coming back to you on it, it has to be the Gold Slick vodka. Like he's a nervous wreck over this, which I get. But yeah, I think the movie, it would have been a funnier joke to me if they showed up, and we really made a big deal about how like no one cares that you guys have booze because everyone already has booze like your your MacGuffin the whole movie is we have to get this alcohol to the party you show up and everyone's like okay cool like you can put it over there with all the other booze but they walk in and I think I think Emma Stone says like Seth is God (laughs) when he walks in with a tied container of clearly Uh, toxic alcohol Dude a terrible
1: (sighs) idea I have a lot of problems with that it was awesome so good I mean who
0: would choose to drink out of that high school kids there's 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 yeah. residual soap well, in the we're, we're, we're gonna get so sick to our stomachs. yeah it's like eating tide
1: pods this is where it yeah. started yeah. Putting beer was say, like, is this was this just planting
2: the seed
3: no gen that? z's never even seen this movie um i i do have a friend from college uh whose name was hans who went on spring break and would just bring around uh like a gas can full of captain morgan on, on the beach, he was in, I think he was in like Miami or Cancun or whatever. And he was basically like, Yeah, I can't just like drink out of a bottle on the beach. They would they would see that. So he would carry around like a gas can with like, you know, fully from the gas station with the spout on it. Why? Like, well, they're not going to question me carrying around gasoline. Like maybe I have a stalled out jet ski or whatever. And so he would just, Num- just number the gas- one. I,
0: I definitely Dang. would question yes. him yeah. carrying around a gas, anybody carrying around a gas can yeah, without on the beach. a car nearby
3: yeah yeah what are you doing? also is this the hans from high school it's the only hans anyone knows megan <laughs> you just do you know. I'm just- well he this happened in college we've known hans i've known hans since middle school um mm. but yeah there's there's a, a picture of him he has changed drastically since then but for a long time his facebook uh profile picture was him walking on the beach um, in like you know his swim trunks with a can of gasoline looking like he was on the poster from bad boys he looked much cooler in that picture than i've ever seen him look in his whole life carrying gasoline on the beach to drink out of like a crazy person this gives me an idea (laughs) (laughs) don't do it we're old now we don't have to do that anymore Um, i'll do it the the other question that i have i think has come up in a number of these all-in-one-day kind of movies I want us to try to figure out how much time passes between leaving Evans to get the booze and getting to the party. Um, so I have some signposts here. When they leave Evans, it is still very broad daylight. Um, it's like full sun, but they mentioned they're going to pick up Fogle from work. So it's probably yes. been like at least three or four hours after school ended, unless he went to work for a half hour, which doesn't make any sense to me. So let's say it's like six o'clock when they leave the house. When they get to mm-hmm. that first party where Joe LaTrulio drives them, promptly gets his ass whooped because he's making a landline phone call in his <laughs> enemy's house, it is full dark outside when they get there. It's May, so it's got to be like nine p.m. Oh by that point. like it's it's You've been in the car for hours driving with this guy after he ran over you with his car. Yeah. And then considering how many things happen during... That party that Joe LaTruglio drives them to, the run in with the cops, plus the time it takes to physically travel to the other party, are they there before midnight? Is my question.
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm.
2: A lot just, of shit happens.
0: Uh, I, I don't know.
1: Man. I'm just I don't saying know. No. Um, it also is starting, like, it starts to get darker when they're trying to barter with Joe petrolio.
3: Yeah, that's like it's it's entering dusk a little yeah. bit. The the, the
0: shadows
1: yeah. are
3: longer I would say.
0: Yeah, but then jump in the car and it's dark. Bam! Yeah. As soon as the, as soon
3: the car, it's dark. Way. <laughs> like it's yeah. a long drive to this party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: probably like, probably they're there like 1230
2: maybe. I mean, I could see
0: that. Yeah. Later, I'd say based on the drunkenness and <laughs> <high> school, <laughs> I mean, based on the high sport? school...
2: Day, What's worse, drinking. this time, like continuum, or can't hardly wait time continuum? Because uh, I still can't wrap my head around late. can't hardly wait. Time. That
3: one is worse because when they get to the party, it's night. <laughs> so like that whole movie takes place after like nine p.m. At least in this, when there's events that happen to set us, mm-hmm. you know, set us up for getting to nighttime. But right. yeah, th- the other question that goes along with that is like that poison beer is now room temperature. Like you've been carrying True. that around for yeah. at least an hour, maybe two, with no refrigeration. That is And running on. with it. So it is now flat. You yep. have gotten rid of all the bubbles. Running, falling down all over. of the above. Yes.
1: Well, yes. I also have the same thing to say about like all the booze that they had in those brown paper bags. Mm-hmm. A yeah. it would have been heavy and it all would have been broken by the yes. time McLovin got The, to the bags problem.
3: would have broken probably. <laughs>
1: Immediately. <laughs> yeah. The second you like Jostle it. One hard yank on that weak-ass paper bag handle. The handles
0: are gone. On yeah. the ground. You sure they weren't double-bagged? bet a double bag can handle it. I mean, maybe. maybe. Double I don't, bag. I'm not convinced. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, that bothered me. I'm like, all that alcohol. The beer beers ruined anyway because there's no way he cleaned out the detergent no, no, thing.
3: You, you can clean out detergent. The no whole, matter how many times you run the water through it. It's not going to yeah. be. He'd have to be there for a half hour, pouring in a little bit of water, shaking the shit out of it, pouring it out uh-huh. over and over again. It would
1: take forever. Um, I just also thought it was funny that he spent all that time like pouring out the detergent. He didn't take a second to just put a little bit on that stain on his leg. Just nope, to... nope,
3: not at all. <laughs> nope. No, it, nope. It's, it's, it's just Merlot. It's fine. It's not. That's not a, it's a Merlot. <laughs> it's just Merlot. <laughs> And you know, mm-hmm. listen. While we're on the topic of how he got Merlot on his leg, um, <laughs> at its core, this is a romantic comedy, not unlike Captain what State. it is. Yeah. It's all the all the is Seth Rogen, Judd Apatow style movies are rom coms. They're all like shitty rom coms with their rom coms.
1: Is it more of a bromance? Is it about a relationship between two men boys? Boy to men, me, whatever. to me, it's
3: a rom com because. All virtually all of their conversation is still centered around them getting to these two girls. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my stake him. down mm-hmm. in well, that, getting, getting at them, getting in them, whatever. Um, so, I think we should pivot to Love It First Semester. And the reason Damn. that I wanted to go to this after the Merlot stain, uh, watching that scene go down, I was like, this is the difference between high school and college guys because thinking back to myself in high school if I felt like there was a girl who was into me and tonight is the night I, I feel like everything else kind of fades away that's my only my one and only focus if that's college me and I'm at this party and there's a girl who is aggressively grinding I'm like who is Jules Jules will be there tomorrow I can call Jules later on in the summer. Like, I, you know, for lack of a better term, bird in the hand of her two in the bush. Like, I'm not gonna stiff arm, you know, I know what happens after the fact. But in the moment, even when he's dancing with her, he's, like, looking for an escape plan. Which, as a high school guy, like, I get that. But as if this was a movie that took place a year later, he'd be like, yeah, all right, this is where my lot is for the night. Mm, That's fair. Yeah. That's
1: logical that's oh
3: would you stop would that's you pretty stop awful you, you would be in the same boat if there was some girl grinding on your leg <laughs> you'd be in the same boat <laughs> oh man I, mm-hmm. I, did, I did want to get into uh, you know all these individual pairings here um, Seth and Jules obviously are kind of like you know the showcase couple uh, did we want them to wind up together or not
1: I'm again going to argue with this conceit the love story is between Seth and Evan but I will, will fine we'll make it heteronormative
0: oh we can talk about their love. love no, no they, they, they tacked that part on at the end so it didn't seem like they were falling in love with each other when they were just in sleeping bags next to each other and having a very probably the most intimate and conversation booping. of the entire yeah he booped him in the nose the he movie. Him right in the nose twice boop boop yeah maybe three times boop yep.
3: Could I, think be. I think it was two boops
2: you' saying anyway it's, it's their love story yeah. just... i i I kind of agree in the sense of like I'm not like their their love story is their friendship, right but yeah. like the like the jewels and becca thing, even though that's like kind of like at the base level of how the story is like centered around, I really don't think like it matters if we care if they get together or not like that's like sort of not even the point um mm-hmm it's more they're like sort of pawns in the, like the creation of this, of this story of this like best friend kind of duo getting into all these like crazy things.
3: Okay. So we have, we have jewels here as the MacGuffin rather than like the alcohol they're chasing after. Uh, For listeners who don't know what a MacGuffin is, it's just like a literary device. It's just like a, it's something that doesn't actually matter what it is. It's just the one thing that makes the whole rest of the story go. The ring in Lord of the Rings, um, The suitcase in uh, pulp fiction. Like it's just it's just the thing that exists to move the plot along. And in my C. mind See, Alfred watching, Hitchcock is an interesting, yes. interesting device. The Maltese Falcon. In my mm-hmm. mind, watching this, I'm like, oh, the alcohol is the MacGuffin. Like the alcohol in game that is part is what moves the whole plot along. But now that Megan brings this up, I do think that sex with Jules is like the one thing that drives everything else that happens in this movie. That is a that's a good point.
2: And, so and it's, it's not really
3: like together or not, like not Yeah, matter. and
2: it's like not really in a way where we care if they're like together or not, like that's not even
3: mm. mm-hmm. the
2: point. Anyway, I, I just ruined your whole segment. So no, sorry. that's fine, I'll, sorry. I'll recover
3: from this. I'm gonna say I didn't want them together.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fair, that's you logical. Know,
3: I, I'm sure yeah. when I was young, I did. Um, but the movie doesn't give us a reason to believe they had even like a real friendship before foods class that day where he did seem to charm her you know while he was also like air humping behind her and making a jack off motion with eggs and a spatula Um, but like as an adult watching it his whole plan was just get her like wasted so that she would give in and like well that's not that's not great and then when he did kind of have his alone time with her he aggressively kissed her out of the blue and then headbutted her (laughs) square in the face I'm like, I don't feel bad for you. But what the, the fuck? <laughs> the, the what the fuck's in the movie are great. There's that one. Ugh. There's when um I think that might be Evan pukes on them outside
1: of the titty bar. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck? It's so good. Um, oh, that whole scene of rec- recounting what happened on like Perfect. a weekend uh, that actually happened to Ev- Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and like. Their other friend. That's I amazing. can't remember the other friend's name. Yeah, that, so that's a like, Sam Vogel was the other person.
3: That's so that's so great. Because, like, yeah, I, <laughs> I think I've also done that same thing, where it's like, oh, I had a lame weekend. I have a girl to impress. I'm going to make it sound like I had a great time. And if they would have had, like, a running flashback of what my weekend was, also pretty fucking lame, I'm sure. Um,
1: yeah. They also... That was the the big thing in Easy A, where she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, my weekend was crazy," and it was That's just listening right.
2: to Pocket Full of Sunshine
3: over and over again. <laughs> oh boy! Um, now, while we're talking about Seth, and I you,
2: literally just got that song out of my head.
3: Oh,
0: well, congratulations!
2: I won't Back sing it. Right
0: so so just just um, yeah, we, we um just let it go um it'll go away. Hell of an earworm. Yeah. Um,
3: but now, do we buy uh, at all? that Jules would have given Seth another chance the next day after their encounter. Uh, I will remind you, they didn't speak again after he headbutted her in the face. There was no, like, goodbye, I'm leaving. That was the end of their interaction.
1: I feel like she probably, because, like, so the reason why, like, he's like, I gotta get her drunk, and then it comes (sighs) out, she doesn't actually drink. Yeah, He's drunk, she's not, and I think because...
0: You drink. I'm like, drink. You drink. No, that's not. No.
1: <laughs> so, so awkward. So uncomfortable. Um, But I think she's used to seeing people sloppy. So like the next day she might be like, all right, you were sloppy. We can chat. Like, I think she might give but like, whatever they tried to say, like, oh, something romantic might happen. I don't know about that. But I think she might like be like, all right you were stupid last night because that's what people do when they get drunk. Yeah,
3: I get that. I, I didn't drink till I was 21 and so basically every girl that I interacted with, whether it was like romantic or she wanted it to be romantic, which I have a story that's not for this pod that is about that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll tell you guys after the fact when we finish recording here. But yeah, <laughs> I think um, as a sober person, when you're around a lot of drunk people, you are kind of used to that. On the other hand, Like I've I've had a girl who, this is not the story I was gonna tell, but I've had a girl who did have a thing for me, who I was aware she had a thing for me. She got very drunk, threw up onto my shoes and then wet her pants Mm -hmm, all mm -hmm, in mm -hmm, like a 30 mm -hmm. second span. Like it was was the exact same time basically. If I would have seen her the next day, I'm like, hey man, Let's go get me some shoe cleaner together, huh? I'm like, I'm like, no. Like, you, this is gross. Like, get your shit together.
1: That's this very to rude. Oh, man. I don't
3: gonna... want that future for myself.
1: People they weren't like gonna go get married. It was just like, can I talk to you? Like, can I be a human to you the next day? Like, can I treat you like a person? Like, I think like you have to. If it was him,
3: you want
2: to come buy me some cover up or something?
3: Yes. If it was him proposing that, and she'd be like, all right, I'll give another try. It seemed almost like she was. This was very much the male gaze, where it's like yes. she was the one who was like, okay, buddy, like you had a hard time. It's okay. Like I, I feel like. Especially if you're Emma Stone, who the movie sets up as like a cooler, popular kid than him, she's not going to be like, Yeah, you headbutted me square in the face. I'm going to forgive that. Like, it seems like she'd probably be like, Yeah, you had a chance and you blew it. But that's just me. Um, Now, on to Evan and Becca. Did we buy him being so hesitant to hook up with
0: her when she's drunk? he tried to no he he sat in the bathroom with beers and tried to get with all kind of things equally as drunk or drunker so he's like so it's so, so it's okay then it'll be okay i'm like eh. and, and that, you see him like kind of vomit because he's drinking a beer too fast yeah like that was uh, and he's like hit ethically Uzo. speaking is this he's okay like, <laughs> yeah. Who who in high school is just
3: chugging uzo and they mentioned before he fucked up last time and got sambuca these are not drinks you just like get a ham- sambuca to get drunk on that's
1: an aperitif. here's the thing you probably grab whatever is around that mom and dad won't notice is gone Different. and it is uzo and sambuca oh my god mm-hmm. yeah,
0: you're going to die that's what you're going to Let's do. drink the rumple mints dad ma- mom
1: and dad hate the rumple mints
2: in the oh as everyone, everyone. Yeah. except oh, for yeah. you, Dave.
3: You and Rumpelmans <laughs> and your your fucking Malort. Like your taste buds are minty. Ah, uh, they're destroyed, obviously. Yeah, they're but, fried. Uh, Still love them. Still love yeah. them. I, in my mind, like watching it. I don't. It it seemed unrealistic to me that he went through all of these hoops. Was so serious about bringing her the Gold Slick vodka, which I mean. What what was the one? What was the, the vodka that was the drink that was based on? Um, Goldschlager. Schlager.
2: Goldschlager.
3: yeah, that is mm-mm. that's another great one.
0: You guys don't know.
3: That's a that's a drink. No, I do know. That's why i That's a drink for undergrad college girls. You know. Like to see how how serious he was about getting her this liquor specifically to get her drunk, and then like aggressively dodging her genitals when she threw them at him. I was like this,
1: I don't know. I, I,
3: knowing I kinda, what it's like to be that age. I'm just like, I don't, I don't think you're gonna be like jumping out of the way of this. You might feel I, like guilty during and after.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he got in that. Like he, he never felt comfortable with the plan. I feel like he argues with um, Seth about it, like calling him like selfish, and which I was like, good on He's Evan for doing friend. that. Like, yeah. I, I think he really. Yeah, like I think he would really feel uncomfortable, and then I think to boot, like he because he felt it would be unethical to not be the same level as drunk. I think he went too far, and then was like, uh, "I can't make anything happen." Yeah,
0: that it, it could be that too, or he's just, just like, what, down, the yeah. fuck? "What the yeah. fuck? am I doing?" After everything that's happened tonight, am I? This is really, I'm really gonna do this now too.
2: Yeah, is I just gonna like make was, things better. Yeah, I think he's he got a head on his like, shoulders,
0: and he's like, figured it out.
2: I don't know. Yeah. He was just kind of like going along with it. I feel like, I don't know. Like, I, I think he's like a genuine, nice human is, is what he portrays. And so even though he was saying that that was like his goal, like, I don't, I really don't think like, I, I don't know. He's yeah. too nice of a guy. I can do
3: but, it. You know because, because it's him, because it's Michael Sarah in this role, I could mm-hmm. be like, okay. And I think a lot of that, is because I know him previously as you know George Michael Bluth. I'm like the kid that walked with his head down for however many miles that was to get home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I I could see I could see him being sad enough to just be like I can't this can't be, and I think I think that's his first time too. And he also mm-hmm. seems to you know it's not Pussalaya, I guess it's Virginalia. I feel like. He would be the kind of guy who's like, my first time needs to like be meaningful, and this is not how it's supposed to go down. Um, so so you, he that's says kind of that, that he basically. Yeah.
1: Well. He says that. He's like, I can't remember. I was kind of, I finished up the movie today, my rewatch. So towards but the he, end, I got a little.
3: But he also said it was pimp. It was like I was a pimp. It was like I was one of those pimps when he mentioned that he offered to buy her the alcohol himself. So it wasn't even like he this seemed to be okay with him earlier in the day. And as the day went on, he's just like I, I can't do this. So
2: he got scared.
3: He got scared. Yeah.
2: I mean you know how kids in like high school are they say shit all the time and then they don't do it. Or vice versa.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um now we
1: wait, can oh, I ask one more question sure. about the evan and becca so yeah. um the hookup is so uncomfortable it's great <laughs> the dirty talk is so uncomfortable
3: some great but
1: lines when she was like doing all this stuff i was like <laughs> is that what sex preamble was like
3: <laughs> no because sex preamble didn't have any damn charisma I if if that's what Sex Preamble was doing, I would have had so much more fun with it. If she was okay. swinging her shirt over her head, talking about doopy doopy doop, I would have had a lot of fun with that. If she would have mounted me and said she can give me the best blowjay ever, I would have been like, "All right, I'm go- I'm going to allow this." In the words of uh, that dupe judge from Futurama, like you know, I in reality it was she was the Michael Sarah. In the situation oh, okay. so she was come she would come out dressed not unlike what she had on when she was on top of him like bra and skirt and things okay. but her whole delivery was like is this okay like is do you do you like this is this my am, am i is this am i doing it all right? And right i'm just like you can't you can't do that sex preamble you can't like you can't come out with your hair teased to the heavens looking like you're straight out of a white snake video and then present yourself Uh-oh. as George Michael bluth <laughs> like, it's not gonna work Tani out. R.I.P. Tony
1: Katan. R.I.P. Recently,
3: I, I really could have said Quiet Riot or somebody, huh? That's on me. <laughs> um, Sorry,
1: okay. She's not in the band. She's
3: <laughs> that one video. She's the most famous member of the band. Um. Now.
1: Okay, I just mom, had to check because as I was like watching it, I was like, "Is this what Sex
3: <laughs> the, Again, y'all. I wish that's what it was because I would have had a lot of fun with that. I had <laughs> none of the fun of that scene. Um, okay. It would have been rough, but everything leading up to that, I want to hook up with you so hard. <laughs> like all of those lines, I would have I had a lot of fun as like a high school, a college freshman, like really enjoying all that mess. Okay. um now you know we while we're on the topic of their hookup uh this movie did have a couple of pretty problematic elements and so Oh no, really uh, no uh,
0: yeah,
3: yeah, yeah i like a couple so let's get okay. into uh what's your problem um let's start with uh the the premise of the movie which is basically that if a girl doesn't want to have sex with you when she's sober, just like get her drunk and then it's okay. Um,
1: um I believe the line, which I didn't do in, in <laughs> quote in quote unquote, polls, was you ever hear a girl go, Oh, I was drunk. I shouldn't have fucked that guy. We could be that guy. We could, we be, could be that be mistake. That
3: mistake.
1: Oh, that mistake. <laughs> oh yeah. Jesus.
3: Yeah. Oh, so man. It's just there the 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 normalization of rape culture throughout is is kind of a mess. And there's not...
1: You know, we're working on consent. We're still yeah. in the 21st century realizing. You don't fucking get it. Yeah.
2: What? Yeah, no. And this is a while ago.
3: Yeah, this was a long time. But I, I, watching it, I'm like, there should be a moment where somebody calls them out and is like, hey, man, that's messed up. They're with police officers at one point. Like, yep. They even, they even have the part where um, Becca's friend legit just as like oh no it's okay for you to hook up with a super drunk girl if you get really drunk first and I'm like that's not that was that I feel like that was the Brock Turner defense like, it's not it's not oh I was drunk too like no dude like you got drunk to make yourself feel better about boning a girl who can't stand up she's fallen down in the gazebo and cannot stand up right okay yeah.
2: just, I thought this was oh, what people thought I don't know <laughs> Two questions related to that so if we go back to the discussion that we had earlier Mm -hmm. if like the idea of getting with this girl was more the driver of the movie and not the actual thing does it make it better Mm -hmm. um and then and then second question is did they think they went so over the top that it made it like like clearly obvious that it's
3: that's not, not okay,
2: what we're trying to do, yeah, I
3: don't know um, on on the first, yeah yeah i could i could I can see that part of it where it's like, okay, this is not the movie is technically about them hooking up with these girls, but that's not really the point, so yeah. i I could see them not needing to kind of shoehorn that in um on the second i'm I'm pretty sure i I guess I assume. Nicola was pretty ham-boned when it was in <laughs> like she didn't seem like she was any more sober
0: than anyone else. Hey, maybe she just liked to dance. Um, she, she 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 might not have dropped a drink. Coulda could knows. Coulda been. We we yeah. have no idea. I just yeah. I don't I guess I
3: don't need it, but it just seemed like an obvious thing for this movie to put in a line where just somebody's like, "Hey man, that's fucked up." I like it's not like to dissuade them. Just have somebody say it out loud.
1: I feel like Michael Sarah like doesn't like this idea he's like I feel like he definitely says that like why do you feel like you have to get a girl drunk to hook up with you and he's like look at Jules she would you know so it's like I think Michael Sarah does do it yeah and he like refuses and then he won't go through it because they're so drunk and I'm like to kind of me like I feel like we're just now not just now but I feel like the whole like you really can't consent when you're drunk thing. I feel like we're just now realizing like, oh yeah, that's yes. true.
3: That was not that's part true. of our culture at this yeah. time in the least. Yeah. A, so you can consent better if you're drunk.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, cause you're, you know, your inhibitions are gone. It's like, no, my brain doesn't work. I'm damaging it with like every yeah. step.
3: I don't off. know who I am or true. where I am right now. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. These guys talked, well, at least Seth talked a big game and said, all oh, this is a, let's get him drunk and then whatever, and then just didn't really happen that way. They turned no. out to be, they ended up being, uh, you know, I mean, other than, you know, Seth, you know, headbutting. <laughs> head head headbutting and such. They ended up doing, so. I, I guess, the right thing, per se, by just letting people move on and not, and then wake up the next morning and see if what's going to happen is supposed to happen, I
3: guess. Yeah. I don't know. It they they gave themselves an out. They didn't go full revenge the nerds or yeah. That sixteen candles are pretty in pink. It's <laughs> the one candles. that ends with a rape at the uh, end.
0: <laughs> okay, Miss Jake Jake Ryan.
3: Yeah, take my girlfriend home, violate her, whoever you want. Yeah, I'll trade you.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, and he's
3: the hero of the movie. We'll cover that. to it. Yeah, like we'll get to it. So it didn't go all yeah. the way there, but it the just. The, the normalization of like, yeah, if a girl is drunk, you can do whatever you want, whether she liked to or not when she was sober. That was that was a little bit tough to stomach. And then, you know, as a movie of this time, to no one's surprise, there was quite a bit of homophobia. It's like running through this a lot of a lot of F-bomb drops, a lot of casual of yeah. like, oh, that's gay if you don't like something, um, mm-hmm. yeah. particularly with, you know, Seth drawing dicks all day, which I never did um but it, that is pretty relatable as an illustrator when you're a kid you get fixated on like one thing you just draw it over and over again and i bet <laughs> you if i asked all my illustration friends if they did this at least one of them spent hours and hours as a kid drawing dicks or boobs or butts or something over and over again so that that he was a good illustrator at eight years old i will say that those yeah. dicks were quality illustrations
1: um <laughs> evan goldberg's brother the one of the screenwriters drew every one of those dicks. There There's well. thousands of them. That was fantastic. In dicks.
3: credits of all the dicks in costume. I'm like that <laughs> <a> cowboy dick.
0: <laughs> I mean, That's take a look at training. all those dicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you ever, just walk um, through the credits. Check out them dicks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I had a, a friend in college. We took a lot of classes together. He used to always draw dicks all over my notes. There and he used go. to drive me up a fucking wall. Cause it was always like in pen. And like, <laughs> I used to have like really neat pencil handwriting and then there's like it. dicks in the margin and i'm like fucking joanne yeah um i,
3: I, I assumed it was a guy honest to no, god a, i didn't know it was joanne
1: it was joanne <laughs> i won't say her last name um but it was just uh, drive me up a wall i'm like can you not like if i needed to go ask the teacher a professor a question i can't because there's dicks all over my page yeah, do it dicks all over um them. i would say i was gonna say seth rogan has apologized for the homophobia he's like I believe at that. the time like he was very bad like yeah so I think you know he's growing I feel like he's like my age so yeah he is 37 there you go he's fucking yeah. my
3: age goddamn yeah there's there's a lot of this where like you know I think as a culture we are more willing to accept your apology number one if it sounds genuine and number two if you're not like trying to excuse your past behaviors or like, you know, why are you so upset? We saw this with Ellie Kemper who really could have was on the verge of being canceled. Now we're all like, yeah, it's fine. Like you fucked up. Said you fucked up. Like, okay, you've grown. Uh, I, I feel like Chrissy Teigen is on that route. We're like, you fucked up. You said you fucked up a lot whether she has a comeback or not i'm not sure i was gonna
2: say is she on the upswing or i,
3: I don't know but it's, she's doing a lot better than if she was just like oh fuck off like yeah it's internet trolling like blah 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 don't get upset about it she's like yeah i was an ass and i can't like explain away why but like i'm i'm ashamed at what i used to do that is a far mm-hmm. cry from bill cosby getting out of prison today and immediately being like, i didn't do shit <laughs> I'm just like,
1: okay. Dude, no. I was like, now we're getting off the rails.
3: We're, we're recording this on the day that Bill Cosby got out. Fuck Bill Cosby. Um, um one of the things that we wait, like is to Oh,
1: is there one eesh. thing I can just ask?
3: Yeah, that toss it in always there.
1: comes up. I feel like on a lot of these, like, and it's a, maybe it's just like a trope of teen films, but it really annoys me. when the cool kids of the movie are like saying to the nerdy kids, "Man, I never see you at the parties. Like, why don't you come? Like, why aren't yeah. you?" And it's like you know damn you know well. Why. why dirty evidence uh, are at these parties how did that is so rude
3: the 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 hierarchy of popularity in high school is such that and you know we talked about our high school we we had a an upper echelon of cool kids who just were cooler than us i don't know how we decided they were cooler than us but they they, decided they decided and we just went with it they fucking knew why i wasn't at their parties right Like, I'm not going to say names. Megan, you know what I'm talking about. If they would have walked up like, oh, why aren't you at the... Bitch, you know why. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Like, you know goddamn well why.
1: And like no, they're just like, Oh yeah, I'm busy. And it's like, no, because I'm a fucking dork and you yeah. don't want me there. Like, yeah. you know, you saw that guy spit on me in the parking lot.
2: <laughs> you could literally oh just god. say, Come to my next party and be solved. You, should, you yeah.
3: know why I'm not there? Because I am the ninety nine percent. Like that's why I'm not your parties, because the one percent get to go to your parties. Yeah, he uh, just kept, he uh, spit yeah. and then he just did the nose thing. I'm like, Oh god. People were so I hit that he wasn't even like buff looking. I would have hit that some,
0: kid. Was there some kind of phlegm epidemic? because i remember back in high school people were just like
3: yeah, I'm "That like, was a whole." why is everybody spitting man uh, i blame beavis and butthead they were, uh, they is that were right big loogies yeah
0: oh
1: yeah
0: we're all, all, we're all stuffed i don't know i don't know, yeah, I
1: don't know. Uh,
3: pollen was bad in the, yeah. the mid aughts um
1: That's the only, it just irks me i just i hate that like why are you with the pork? because it's a lame a trope. fucking dork That's it's a lame
3: why. trope yeah know. you know exactly why i'm out there um now, one of the things they we like to do on this pod is take a look at kind of a minor character and see if this movie was the start of big things for them at the peak of their whole career. So it is time for an IMDb deep dive. Uh, this week, we are diving on Aviva Bauman as Nicola. Um, the reason that I wanted to dive on her was because when I watched the movie the first time, I remember thinking that she was like, legit a smoke show there was a there was a brief moment in my life where i had a real thing for redheads because there was one very attractive redhead that we went to high school with um i'm sorry megan it wasn't you it was another redhead but um rude well you're like you're my sister i can't i mean you weren't in that i couldn't have done it but yeah there was there was a redhead that i think every guy in our grade was kind of drooling over at the time and um I remember being very intrigued that in the credits she's only credited as Aviva, and I'm like, well, that I I want to know more about this. So, That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. So she had 31 credits. This was her tenth. Um, I assumed that she was like a singer, which would partially explain the one name thing. Um, but she was credited as just Aviva as early as 1993 in her first credited role when she would have been like eight or nine years old. So like just a one name actress the entire time. Uh, she was previously in Malcolm in the Middle and Cold Case. And then after Super Bad, she did a bunch of police procedurals. So she was in Criminal Minds, The Closer, NCIS, uh, Law and Order LA. Um, she was in Burn Notice, which is not you know a police procedural, but it's kind not of- I like a Burn Notice. Great right? yeah. Much- yeah. Uh, church- yeah. yeah. And then she was in a couple episodes of Party Down, which is a criminally underrated show. Party Down's fucking great. Um, her last role was in 2013 she was in one episode of a tv series called pop-up which is about two women that run a pop-up shop ironically enough uh she played a character named knife of the blah blah twins that was her full name the other blah blah twin was named bubbles so knife and bubbles were the blah blah twins i'm assuming that they were like a pop group or something like some kind of a something yeah I I don't, I've never heard of this show, but I'm like, well, I want to look into what her last thing was. And I saw this and I was very confused. Um, She was also in a comedy called spring break 83, which is listed as completed on IMDB. And I'm like, Oh, maybe it's coming out. It was filmed in 2009. So I had Mm. to look into what Mm -hmm. happened here. Uh, Production was shut down because the producers weren't paying the SAG actors apparently at all. (laughs) Like no one was being paid on the movie. Um, that was apparently a short shutdown and then it was completed but there was never a distribution real deal reached because of the shutdown Uh, so it's just been sitting somewhere for 12 years but listen to who else is in this movie because this can't wait wait. it's something for a movie that never actually saw distribution Uh, so Mm. Morgan Fairchild is in it (laughs) Uh, oh. Yeah, maybe remember Morgan Frochow for being with the her performance fleece. Yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. super hot lady from the old Navy commercials. Uh, <laughs> Lee Majors, who was the six million, the million dollar man. Million. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Eric Estrada is in this movie. Um yep, yeah, Punch. Uh, Larry B. Scott, which is a name you might not know, but he was Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds, the the blurred. Uh-huh. Uh, Hancock and, Little
0: old me Lamar.
3: Yeah. That's right. Um, Joe Piscopo, uh among the worst parts of SNL. What the, the fuck the is women. this? And then <laughs> Richard Portnow, um, who if you guys watch Sopranos, he played Richard Mel Melvoin, the attorney. In Mel Melvoin? Mel Melvoin oh, is in yeah. that. The, the cast is like a lot Whoa. of surprising people.
1: Joey Pence. Joey Pantalia.
3: Joey Pantoliano is also in that. Yes. And also uh Adrian zamed who's a name I know and a face I know. And then I looked at his IMDb and I'm like Bosom Buddies? Anything. Adrian Zemed? I know bosom uh, buddies, but I don't know that well.
1: Well no, uh, he's a uh, Bachelor Party Hanks? with Tom Hanks. He's, party. He's in
3: bachelor Party. Yeah, he's or a bachelor Indian party, not in bosom things.
0: buddies, sorry.
3: Um sorry. Yeah. What, before before Perfect. so that that movie is her last not her last thing, but it's like the last thing outstanding with her and I think she got married in like 2013 and just stopped acting. Um, mar- which is, why she got a last name.
1: Yeah, her husband It was in this
3: film. Okay, I thought that was I couldn't tell if that was him or just a coincidence. But yeah, Ken Balman right. is her husband. It is him. Um, now, we do have uh, swinging in from the rafters here at the end of the pod, Megan has a correction on the MTV Movie Awards. Megan?
2: Yes. So I was, so In 2007, Jaden Smith did win the MTV (laughs) Awards for the breakout performance. However, the super bad nominations were in 2008, in which Zac Efron won for Hairspray. Again. still I'm mad about Mm him. We're speaking to be mad, but...
3: That makes more sense. I I see that because he has a much more um, MTV look about him, especially at that time. Um his it's face also, is now, but like at the time, yeah.
1: It's voted on by the fans. So I think kids were like, high school musical. Oh my god. Yeah. Boat, boat, he, boat. I don't know. I'm hitting a button. I don't know. That's
0: a good impression of the kids. I love yeah, that. That was
3: good. Yeah. It's <laughs> fine, but also I
0: love them. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh that does bring us to the end of the podcast. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Nicola is most likely to be catfished because she looked directly at McLovin <laughs> hours earlier and then did not recognize him when she saw him at the party. And even, even when he came out and yelled out, my name is Fogle, she still did not recognize that was not McLovin. She's, she's easily fooled, as I'm getting uh-huh. at her. Uh-huh.
1: Got um,
3: it. Becca is most likely to have dudes make fun of her dirty talk behind her back. Various, I know. That's what would happen though in college. Uh, Jules is most likely to look back on her time before drinking and wonder why she made a big deal about it. That's what I did. I started drinking like, well, Why was I not doing this? Yeah. Fogle is most likely to really try to convince people to call him McLovin at Dartmouth. It's going to be <laughs> give myself my own nickname guy. Um, Evan is most likely to have an ethical dilemma every time he makes out with a girl at the bar he's really going to struggle with that aspect of college life and seth is most likely to tell the story of this night every time he's at a party with strangers like this is going to be his go-to story um i have a go-to story about the one time that i almost went to prison for life that never talked about on the podcast but it's it's a fun story dave i might have told you i I told oh yeah in
0: the day you definitely did, like fun story we have to it's define fun story. sometime. We have to define fun story. sometime. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I almost went to prison for life. Um <laughs> This next movie is Dana's Pick. Dana, what are we gonna watch next?
1: Um, so I will say I thought about doing the like cosmic twin of this film that like stars the sister of one of the stars of this film, mm-hmm. but I don't want to do that one. Instead, Sorry, I'm but... picking someone who is in this film who we enjoy. Plus, our other favorite, true favorite patron saint of the pod, not Julia Styles, who we just talk oh, okay. about all the time, but uh, Miss Anna Faris and Miss Emma Stone are in this movie called House Bunny. Yeah, yeah, they are.
3: Yeah, they are. We're gonna do More.
1: next time. And and see, fucking
3: yeah! I I need you guys to know, I I don't know if I'd ever seen an Anna Faris movie before this podcast, and I love her now. <laughs> she's great
1: <laughs> she's fantastic she's you've really never seen scary great. movie she's no,
0: no crooks nope. we, saw, we 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 saw one together which in one in des moines uh we saw uh keanu oh she, she was in her, keanu uh yeah. i would completely unexpected crazy. we did not go expecting to see no Aunt ferris in a movie and she I just shows up
3: during it that was not my
0: finest hour um, we were drinking Probably. Drinking a lot, yeah. Was Is Keanu available but anyway?
1: I haven't seen that movie since I saw it in the that's, theater. That's, I
0: haven't seen it streaming.
1: It's got
3: to be somewhere. It's got to be oh, somewhere. It's it be hard me. to search for. Like, oh, if you look for Keanu, it's gonna bring up every Keanu Reeves. Whoa! Movie. So yeah, whoa. yeah, well be a whole thing. Good um, yeah. So, guys, that does it for this week's episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RecappingGownPod. That is R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. And join our Facebook group, the Recapping Gown Fan Club. Um, we'll keep this conversation going in there all week. Love to hear your thoughts on this uh, masterpiece of a film, if you have any. Um, and if you didn't like what you heard, to quote Seth Rogen, I assume you all have guns and crack. Take it easy, millennials. We'll see you next week.